0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Scotland's Euro qualification takes a backseat for now as the country turns its attention back to the domestic game. Neil Lennon's not happy about Ryan Christie's international game time, though ahead of tomorrow's clash with Hibbs. And Stephen Gerrard says Jordan Jones and George Edmondson can have Rangers futures after their seven match COVID bans. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Hugh Evans. I think Neil Lennon's got a point. On behalf of himself and other managers The cost of getting Scotland into the finals of Euro 2020 Will have to be met by the clubs who pay the players wages There's no way that Ryan Christie or Callum McGregor Or Ryan Jack or John McGinn Will have a sufficient recovery time before Celtic go to Edinburgh to play Hibs And Rangers play Aberdeen So Stephen Gerrard could afford to rest Ryan Jack I think But could Celtic do without McGregor and Christie Easter Road? I don't think so well, again, I'm of a slightly different opinion. I think that, uh, you know, you're called up for your country. You know, sometimes, you know, players do play three matches in a week anyway. Um, so I think they're more than fit enough, sharp enough. Uh, Callum McGregor, as well as we mentioned many times in, in the, the show, Gordon, you know, plays an unbelievable amount of games. And Ryan Christie, as I said, had missed a few the last time around, unfortunately, through no fault of his own. So uh, for me, I think they've got more than enough uh, strength and depth and quality, and I think Hibs probably one or two players away as well. Hugh. And Hugh, it's been I quite a week, hasn't it? John McGinn. Mm-hmm. It's been well, John McGinn. <laughs> John McGinn for Hibs. Not Hibs player. Um, it's been quite a week, hasn't it? Used to be. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think the reaction has been over the top. Um, I listened to last night's program and I was taken aback by some of the calls. I have to admit, if we'd been offered at the start of November a deal whereby we qualified for the finals of a major tournament for the first time in 23 years, but did not win two Nations League games, we'd have taken your hand off for that. So we did play well, I think, against uh, Slovakia and Israel, but the glaring failure on our part at the moment is we don't have a regular, reliable goal scorer. But for me, to get there... Take the first progressive step for 23 years That makes November a good November Yeah well when was the last time we had a great reliable goal scorer That's the problem I mean it's not just this crop of players It's been decades I mean even the likes of a Jane McFadden A Kenny Miller, Alan McCoy They weren't regular international goal scorers Still decent but not at the same level as I say a Harry Kane or whatever So you know we have to make sure that uh, You know we're difficult to beat Which we are we are improving in some aspects of the of the game in terms of controlling the games a little bit better. But I fully agree with you. The final third is always going to be the difference between scraping a 1-0 win and losing 1-0. And unfortunately, the last couple of games we've been the other side. But the bigger picture was that we had to qualify for the Euros and we managed to do that. Yeah, how do you look back on it all, Hugh? Because we're going to be gripped with Euro fever between now and mm. June. But, but that will peak and trough depending what's happening with uh-huh. The domestic game and so on So before we park it um, Completely How do you look back on it? I bought my grandson Or one of them A Scotland strip yesterday uh, And That's what's going on here I've got a seven year old That's uh, wanting a Scotland strip mm. now uh, There was a time when If you'd given a seven year old A Scotland strip They'd thrown it back at you <laughs> uh, So I think that Steve Clark Has made strides It is a tangible Positive 
step to have qualified for a major tournament. And again, I thought we did well against Slovakia and Israel. But again, it's that feeling, you know, McBurney doesn't look like the part. Burke doesn't look like the part. Lyndon Dykes does all sorts of work, but you know he's not a goal, an out and out goal scorer for me. However, the report card will say, "Well done," and could do better in the future. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That is the number you need to get in touch and put your point to the panel tonight. Domestic football is back, even although it was the best international break in twenty two years, undeniably. I know it still doesn't do it for everyone I know some of you have been sitting waiting For the return of domestic football Well tonight is your night Step up to the plate And let us know what's on your mind 01419511025 Let's kick off with Domestic football and international football Going head to head if you like And hear from Neil Lennon I wonder what you make of this on the phones He says he's frustrated Because Stevie Clark chose to start Ryan Christie In all three of Scotland's games He said he'd hoped the midfielder Would have got a rest at some point And he thinks three games in six days Is a big ask for anyone Yeah well he didn't rest Ryan yeah. You know so um, That didn't please me But um, he's, Yeah I mean it's, It was three ninety minutes in six days Which is a big ask for Any individual um, So I think he tried, Steve tried to balance the squad as best he could, but looked like he he didn't want to play without Ryan in the games. So I can't be overcritical of it, but you know we would have liked him maybe for him to miss some of the games anyway. You know, but he's he's played in all all three. He's important in my club. He's important in my team. He's important in my squad. So um, he's in a good place, obviously. Um, and again, he's been up and down a little bit with his consistency and form, like many others. So I'm hoping now that we'll see, you know, a real rich team of form from him. You know, he scored a great goal in the semi-final there a couple of weeks ago, played quite well against Motherwell. So, yeah, I mean, he's taken that on into Scotland and hopefully he carried on again after that. OK, what do you think? Has Neil Lennon got a point? Did Stevie Clark overuse Ryan Christie by playing him in three games? Or is that absolutely not Stevie Clark's problem? And was he just trying to do his best for Scotland? You decide 0141951. 1025 Keen to find out a bit more about it Hugh Because you've already said You think Neil Lennon's got a point mm. Is that Stevie Clark's problem? What, what does Stevie Clark do? If he's got three must win games And he feels that he can't play Without Ryan Christie What, what was he supposed to do? Yeah I mean you know, I'm sure that when Neil thinks about his team For Easter Road Ryan Christie's the first name He writes down uh, But I'm trying to think along modern lines here that sports scientists will tell you a player needs three days to recover. The Scotland plane, to my understanding, arrived at six o'clock in the morning yesterday on on the way back from uh, Israel. So Callum McGregor, Ryan Christie, they go back to wherever they live. Uh, They're in at Lennox Town today and the plane tomorrow. Uh, the, the recovery time is practically non-existent Again Jim I, I put the question to Hugh though I'm not sure that answers well, What do you do about it If you're Stevie Clark And you're going into What he can uh, is, it, is a must win game mm. And he feels he can't Go without Ryan Christie yeah. Tough for, for some but people Each manager Has his job to do So When the players are away With Scotland Scotland and Under Stevie Clark Any manager will pick The best players he think Are available for him To have that particular game I'm sure if Ryan Fraser was available, he may well have, you know, flipped one of them. I know Stuart Armstrong can possibly play there. And he was suspended though for one yeah, of the games. Yeah. But but you know, at the end of the day, Ryan Christie was 
I'm superb in the Serbia game and therefore he might think well that's the best balance I've got I know he, he did change other players around and did substitute players as well but his job is to try and do the best he can with those players at his disposal and Neil Lennon's job is obviously to, to get the best results for Celtic possibly so I get both sides of it but um, part of the reason why the, the clubs in Scotland allowed five substitutes is so that they have that flexibility when it to comes to the games. schedule. The English Premiership are squealing at this moment in time because they don't have that luxury. All right, 0141-951-1025. Paul is first through tonight. Paul, as a Celtic fan, does Neil Lennon have a point or do you sympathise with Stevie Clark's position in all this? Hey, hi, Gordon. Hi, Joe. Hiya. Hey, hi, Jim. Hi, Jim. Hi, Paul. Uh, my opinion is that, as Jim just said, both them, both the managers have got a job to do. I, I can totally see Neil Lennon's point of view, uh, but considering the year it's been, Ryan Christie had, had missed games as well through the uh, through COVID. Uh, I'd, I would I would have been shocked if he never commented on it uh, about the lack of recovery time and stuff like that. And I know about the sports science, but he's a young fat guy. I mean. Now, if he'd been injured, us, I would change my tune a bit, you know, but, uh, and as well, Scotland, the Scotland manager, he, it's his job to try to get them to win these games, so he, he needs to go with the best possible players available, so I can see the two points, he, he's came through it unscathed, uh, and as I, I phoned up last week and says that the whole uh, Scotland thing changed me a bit but they'll be interested in international football I was listening to some of the calls last night uh, about people actually moaning about <laughs> father I guess I mean we've got to the first uh, tournament in 22 years and people are still moaning about this must win must win uh, I think you should just be happy that I, I, I know you want to win every game but uh, I give them a break we've got to the, the tournament to go back to your point about you know being able to see both sides, um, both points of view, I I fully understand that. But you know, I, I read a quote from Steve Clark this morning where he said he was going home to sleep for three days to go over the physical and mental exhaustion of it all. Uh, well, Ryan Jack, Ryan Christie, Callum McGregor. No, but Ryan, they, they didn't play three games. Ryan Christie, John McGinn, and Kieran Tierney were the three who started the games. Well, Other than that, you're just mentioning guys well, yeah, who, but, like anyone, was away on international football. Well, Stevie Clark didn't play any of the games. He was standing in the touchline. What's that got to do with him? Well, he, because he says that he needs three days to recover. Uh, so, but, 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 but there was an international break then. So, what do we do? Player, I, I couldn't even begin to count how many hundreds of players were away on international duty this yeah, week. I'm back. I'm back to agreeing with the the dilemma here that, that there's a Neil Lennon point of view, and that there's a Steve Clark point of view, and we will not know for sure what the physical toll that has been taken of. Ryan Christie, Ryan Jack, Callum McGregor, etc, etc. We won't know mm. that until we watch the matches I tomorrow. I, I do feel like we should stop lumping them all together, though. Christie played three games. Ryan Jack and Callum McGregor did not. So that that's why it's different. Well, Mickey Mellon at Dundee United says mm. he's worried about Lauren Shankland, who didn't play in any of the games. Yeah, he was travelling. Again, listen, you know, there, there, there are different aspects of it. Believe me, as a manager, and not having the, have been fortunate enough to manage the country or some of the you know the bigger teams if you want to call it that in terms of the demands 
but it is very demanding on you as as a person. You know the the whole responsibility. So I can totally understand Stevie mm. Clark. He must have been absolutely, you know, just desperate to to get those games over and done with. So I totally understand his point of view. Be absolutely drained emotionally. The players as well. I mean, we've seen Ryan Christie's reaction after the Serbia game. Uh-huh. I mean, the emotion was pouring out of him. And that does play an impact. And there will be parts of it that will be a risk. I mean, if, if one of them pull a, a, you know, a mm-hmm. calf or a groin or a hamstring, any kind of muscle in, injury, then that'll be definitely being suggested that that could have been down to the amount of games and the, the, the lack of re- recovery that he's had. All of those mm-hmm. things will be, will, will be out there to be discussed. But you can also have... A situation where you don't have any games and players, you know, players get injured uh, in these situations. But it was a demanding period. There's no doubt for Ryan Christie. If you just to isolate him as one, yeah, because they're usually double yeah. headers, aren't they? And this yeah. is a triple. So header. to play the three games in the six days and all the travelling in between games, it is, it is demanding. But as Paul said, you know, and Neil Lennon actually said just at the end of that little interview there, he says, "Well, he's in a good place, and therefore we might get the benefit almost mm. now." Yeah, that, that was actually my next point. So, so he can, did actually think that that might actually can give this stuff him a, be can it be yeah. offset by the fact mm. that a, a player might come back. Yeah. On top of the world Having yeah. put in three good performances Down the line The more time you play for your country The more money you might be worth Should the day come mm. That you get to move on and not. So there's got to be more to but it you, just, you, you can't deny Christmas. though You can't deny the existence of um, Club managers who, who have important issues mm-hmm. At stake here uh, And You know the, We were Going off our heads At Scotland qualifying with That Is Indisputable but Neil Lennon's got a, a problem Game by game No listen I, I get all that But ultimately it boils down to You keep highlighting all the problems And I'm asking you for a solution So it gets to game three It's must win Stevie Clark wants to top the group And he feels that he doesn't have The players to fill that position Does he think to himself Well I'll leave Ryan Christie out In case Neil Lennon's annoyed Well No he can't think like that But By the same No not really Because by the same token Neil Lennon has expressed his annoyance today. Therefore, if we have a, a double-sided coin, Stevie Clark does what he has to do to get Scotland to a major final. Neil Lennon has expressed an opinion today that is critical of the overuse of Ryan Christie. Yeah. Uh, Paul, big game tomorrow, isn't it? Oh, as as. And for all that I enjoyed the international stuff, I'm, I'm glad it's finished and I'm, I, I'm glad to get back to the kind of bread and butter. Uh, I think that it almost feels like, in a way, it was a bit, it almost feels like it was the winter break mm. uh, for, for, for Celtic. But I'm really looking for them to come back and be totally changed to a different animal. I mean, the last few games against Aberdeen, especially the one against Motherwell. They won 4-1. It, it was never a 4-1 game. It, it, it was 2-1. Motherwell were going for a draw. So we never... That was not a true reflection of the game. So I'm hoping that, that most of the guys that are away in international duty, I think that they... I think most of them had a good international experience for the sense of it. Uh, maybe apart from the whole COVID thing, but uh, Elan saying and AI didn't play. But I'm looking for a different. I'm looking for... Edward especially, he's everybody's talking about how I'm looking for the odds and Edward to come back that we had last season. Uh, really looking forward to it. Hard game, one of the hardest games. And I think that a lot of people seem to forget that we haven't met him away for so long. Uh, 
uh, at Easter Road and a big part of that was Neil Lennon. He was the Habs manager, so I'm hoping that it's tactical now so that it's getting questioned. I'm hoping that we can really come back and, and at least register a win against Habs. Yeah, great weekend of domestic football to look forward to. Thank you to Paul. James is a Rangers fan from Kings Park. He's got some thoughts on Neil Lennon and also Rangers fans Jordan Jones and George Edmondson there is the door remaining open for them according to Stephen Gerrard what do you make of that we'll hear from him next number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Duke Evans and Jim Duffy are in the building and they want to hear from you 0141 951 1025 let's bring in James in Kings Park and see what he's got for us tonight what are you thinking James? How are you doing there, alright? All good, all good. Perfect. Uh, no, it was just when uh, I was actually treating you before the show, funnily enough, uh, and uh, he, told, he told me to phone in. Basically, just on Neil Lennon's um, press conference, I think, people like Christy, McGregor, Jack, they're all young, fit guys. I would totally get it. See, if Christy was like 34, then I'd maybe seen some three games and all, but at the end of the day, like you said, he's a must win games for Scotland, um, and Steve Clark wants his best goal. I think if you ask Ryan Christie, he would have wanted to play every game. Uh, obviously, that's between Ryan Christie and Steve Clark. But I just think, is it maybe Lennon getting a, an early shout in for all our players on the fit before they drop points tomorrow? I don't think he's uh, conceding the match in advance I think he's expressing the concern of a manager who knows he has to win tomorrow. Celtic are uh, in a situation where there is no margin for error. Uh, and Easter Road... Even if there had been no international football played Easter Road would have been a very difficult place For Celtic to go anyway um, the, the recent record there is not the best So I think he's simply highlighting the fact that Arguably Ryan Christie is his most important player mm. right now Along with El Yunusi probably uh, And therefore he's expressing a concern That Ryan Christie had an awful lot of game time I fully understand that in the process he made himself a national hero And we have made significant proce- uh, progress as a country But Neil Lennon has to win tomorrow There is no margin for error And if he doesn't win tomorrow People are going to be extremely upset James, what makes you think this is Neil Lennon Getting his excuses in early And not just looking after his, his players? I mean it's a bit of tongue-in-cheek Gordon obviously But um, I think If you look back when obviously we beat them at Parkhead Pretty Comfortably, and uh, that was a shout for a lot of the fans that, oh, you know, Christy wasn't fit, and yeah. I know obviously Beaton and other boys weren't fit, but um, they've been to that one before saying, oh, players are, players are injured, so that's not weak. So if he's not fit enough, is, he going, is it going to weaken the team as well? I think managers over the years, James, doesn't matter which club you're at, you know, managers will always try and deflect whatever they can to try and give themselves and give their players the best chance to get favourable reviews, for want of a better phrase. So if it's a a decision in there, sometimes you'll see them highlighting a decision with the referee, even though they're a really bad performance, because then everyone talks about the referee rather than the performance. And I think in this particular situation, then Neil Lennon, as I said, is, is looking at his club, his players, he's the manager of Celtic, he's entitled to have his view, the same as any manager's entitled to have his view, but I don't think it, I don't think if um, Celtic don't, you know, win the game or anything like that, I don't think he'd come out and blaming Scotland mm. uh, for, for Ryan Christie what, what we're saying here is, as long as Ryan Christie is 
fit enough and healthy enough and comes through the game right he might be a, a little bit a, a little bit off the pace but you know that these are things I say to you, that's the reason why uh, the, the 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 bigger clubs have got big squads because you know they ha- they have to be able, uh, able to be flexible mm. in these type of games and, and as Hugh said Easter Road is a very difficult place to go although I happen to think Celtic will win and win by a couple of goals here I'll tell you what James hang on the line because I know you'll have some thoughts on this let's hear from Stephen Gerrard for the first time tonight he's leaving the door open for Jordan Jones and George Edmondson to rescue their Rangers careers after apologising for their coronavirus breaches he says the players are full of regret and it's now his job to support and manage them to get back to their best yeah, I think the important thing here was to get the players out of the isolation period. Then it was to sit down with the players face to face and try and gauge a reaction to how they feel and where they were at at that time. I spoke to them individually. They were both very sad over the incident. They were remorseful and apologetic. They full of regret. They first and foremost wanted to apologise to the supporters and the teammates for their actions. Um, but in my in my position, it was time to support these two players. Once I seen that reaction, it was the reaction I wanted to see. And now it's about me giving them the support and managing them to, to get back to being top players because they're good players. We need them here to help and support us moving forward. They've gone about it in the right way since they've accepted the punishments. Obviously, we've been waiting for yesterday's hearing as well. We're pleased that's done and out the way and we move forward and try and get these players back to where they both need to be. You support that, James. You... Willing to welcome back George Edmondson and Jordan Jones at some point? Absolutely, to a degree. Uh, I mean, I think the, the manager's putting it politely there. I'm pretty sure he would have went through them. I don't know if they're going to fly in the wall. Uh, when the conversations were taking place, obviously, just because of the whole Aberdeen thing and then, you know, ball and goal, it's obviously, I think, just as a human being, you should not be that stupid, um, especially when you're in a privileged position where our footballers are still getting to go to work and they're still getting to do what they um, but no, I, I mean, I've seen people online or, you know, sack them both. I don't think that accomplishes anything, to be honest with you. Um, but look, if they've come out and apologised, if, if Stephen Gerrard's happy with that, then um, I suppose, as a supporter, I'm happy with that as well. I think certainly Jones can bring him back into the fold. You know, obviously, I think Gerrard likes to have fast around about the striker, which obviously he is. And I think Edmondson, any time he's played, I don't think he's embarrassed himself. So I, I, would, I would certainly give him another chance. I think Rangers uh, have behaved in an exemplary fashion where this matter is concerned because when it came to light, they immediately suspended both players and when the sentence was passed yesterday, the seven-game ban, Rangers then issued a statement to say that hands up, accepting it, there'll be no... uh, Attempt to try and get the bans overturned Did that surprise you in any way I'm gauging this against the fan reaction That we got on the show Which was along the lines of That's a disgrace, that's very harsh Why have they been banned for longer than others? The fan reaction on the show Again, I listened last night And the fan reaction on the show Left me dismayed um, Stephen Gerrard used the, the phrase there That the players were full of regret And so they should be uh, and so I think Rangers have handled it well I, um, I, I don't think the, the punishment is uh, Terribly hard to understand uh, And they Also the point to be made Is that Rangers have lost only three goals this season They are undefeated in domestic football mm. And all of that By and large was achieved without George Edmondson Or Jordan Jones Yeah I was going to say Jim The conversation mm. takes on a very different tone If it's two guys that are in your starting 11 mm. every week Or are coming off the bench every week These guys aren't But Stephen Gerrard said there We need them to, to support us 
uh, through the rest of the season. Yeah, but could also take on a different light if it's two young players. Would they have been treated the same? You know, they're not in the first team, or would they have been put out the doors as an example? Who knows? But listen, you know, we've had ministers who have been sacked because they've breached the rules. You know, people have lost their jobs, and these two guys have kept their jobs. I think the punishment was harsh in comparison to what went before. And, and I would, you know, like to know from the, you know, the, the SFA, or was it dished out, why that was the, you know, why it was seven games for there and, and different from, from, from other situations. Um, you know, I heard you last night as well talking to, to, to Mark in particular, saying that, you know, different circumstances. But ultimately, it's, it's, you know, they weren't naive. They're not kids. They, they, we all knew the very start of the season. So whether it was the ball and goal or the Aberdeen players, everyone's known from day one. You know what the rules are, and they 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 breached the rules, and they've taken the punishment. The I have to be honest with you. I think Rangers have handled it superbly well. I think they they've been um, really um, you know you know uh, professional and dignified in their approach there, and they've accepted it. And I think if your club accepts it, and your manager and your board, all these things, then I think the fans, even through gritted teeth, mm. have to respect that. And you know, and then move forward and and see whether further down the line these boys get another chance. But they've got a long way back, I think, to get the trust of the manager. Uh, James, just before we let you go, then back to domestic football this week. Are you excited? Is there a Christmas Eve feel to it all? I know some people um, are desperate to get the domestic stuff back. Uh, I just hope uh, Rangers can kick on the way they've been going, um, and hope Celtic also kick on the way they've been going, because uh, <laughs> that's obviously good for us. But no. I'm I'm actually a fan of international football, so I don't mind it. Um, but no, I hope just Rangers can kick on to the, the way they were playing. Obviously, before you know, I think back on Hamilton before the break, probably it's been a good place for that to keep the momentum going. And you've got people like Goldson and Tavernier that haven't played international, so they will have been training for the past two weeks, absolutely chomping at the bit to get going again. So um, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. That was James in Kings Park. Nice to speak to you. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. James is. All aboard Stephen Gerrard's thought process Bring Jordan Jones and George Edmondson back in time That's fine, no problem, says James uh, What about William on the line? As a Rangers fan, William, is that, that the right way to approach it for you? Um, aye, but my point is They're, they're two, two, two stupid boys, you know what I mean? They, they, deserve, they deserve everything they get There's people dying with us They deserve everything they get I would give them more than seven games, to be honest but Where do you draw the line though William? You know, seven games is, is a lot of football t- to miss does, does it make it, you know, what, what are you talking 12 games, 15 games, does that, that really do anything Anything? Do we achieve much by doing that? Maybe I'm overreacting Gordon right But they're stupid boys People are dying with this Gordon I mean, They should know better Ball and Golly and the Aberdeen 8 they knew, they, they knew their punishments They knew that was happening Then they go and do that No, they deserve what they get In my opinion that's why I commended Rangers for the statement last night The The statement was uh, untroubled by the scale of the suspension uh, Rangers had no problem with it And if they have no problem with it And it's their players Then where does anyone else go with it? Uh, William, what about this weekend then? You must be excited about some of the Premiership action we've got Yeah, a couple of points was uh, I want to ask Jim and Shoot obviously how the game's going to go what kind of line-up Rangers are going to put I think they're going to go more physical I've, I've noticed they've done that against like, teams like Kamarnock Aberdeen your hubs they've went with me like Arfield join up with Jack uh, Aribo's been put in there for his physicality Roof's been played hope he plays on the right side as he did again Hamilton 
and get Morelos will obviously start on Sunday. That's that's a, that's a sure. I want to ask Jim and Shoot also if, if I'm allowed, uh, Gordon. Many points do you think? Many points to the the team that's going to win the league. Many points do you think needs to be dropped to win this league? I'm just it's just been. Marina's only dropped four so far, right? Celtic seven, I think Aberdeen's about ten. I just want to know what they think was going to take to win this league this year. <laughs> Good question. Well, for me, in summary. <laughs> Uh, Do you have a number in mind? Because I no. must admit, I've I've no idea. No, but I think it's it's in summary for me, uh, the team that wins the four Rangers Celtic Celtic Rangers matches wins the league. So Rangers will get a head start. And uh, so you think the team that comes out the, the winner of a head to head on the four? Yeah, will win the league. What if it's two wins each? <laughs> in, in that case, I'll think up something else. <laughs> Well, I, I think it was three game, a three game swing. So I don't think any, any of them can afford to lose three. So if Rangers, for instance, between now and the end of the season, lost four games, right? I think Celtic will, 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 will go past them. If they stayed under three, then or three or under, then I think that I'll be neck and neck either from both sides for me. The three, three, a three game swing. So that that that'd be a nine point swing from where it is just at this moment in time. Because I I do think that because of this season and it is such a strange season with the no fans mm-hmm. and who knows what will happen. You know, with situations and we keep saying this all the time. If someone does have um, COVID, they hope that they stay as healthy as possibly can and get make a full recovery. But it can impact and it may Absolutely. well still impact teams. As we go forward So these are things that, As I say to you It's not mm. just Footballing matters This season That might be an impact There are other sides Of it as well uh, This weekend Is absolutely paramount You know Aberdeen are going To Ibrox Minus Ross McCrory Who can't play Because Rangers are still His parent club uh, Lewis Ferguson's Had the disappointment With Scotland Under 21s um, Aberdeen have Injury problems As well uh, If they're anything like the Aberdeen who played Rangers on the first day of the season mm. They'll get cuffed To be fair they're not though are they If yeah. you look back to first of all personnel Because they had no real focal point No real striker that day And form as well They've 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 really kicked on since then I understand that but A sequence of games against Celtic 3-3 Pataudry Good value their draw The following week they play Celtic in the Scottish Cup And just fell apart um, the, the, For me Rangers start overwhelming favourites Celtic going to Easter Road This no margin for error thing Is written all over it um, Speaking hypothetically If Celtic were to leave points behind in Edinburgh It puts them under tremendous strain This weekend Never mind how many points Will both of them get by Between now and May Celtic go under tremendous strain mm-hmm. If they drop anything in Edinburgh And Rangers win on Sunday And obviously Jim The obvious thing to do Is to flip that in its head Although a fixture at Easter Road Is is difficult on paper That brings with it The chance to Lay down a marker Send out a statement Whatever the, the cliche goes um, It's a venue Where Rangers have dropped points This season They've not done that yeah. often So Celtic can go there and, and really put on a strong performance And send out a bit of a message Yeah again I just look at certain teams And I, I just think that uh, Hibs the way they play uh, if, if they do play with the wing backs and, uh, and, and push them really high And forward I think that'll suit Celtic And that's the reason why I think they'll win And I think they'll win By a couple of goals Because I just think The game will be open uh, if 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 Hibernian sat back and made it really tight and played on the counter, I think it might be a different kind of game. But I don't I don't see Jack Ross doing that. He's very positive and he wants to go some, a little bit similar to done with Rangers earlier on. And they they were very aggressive against Rangers, so I think he's got to get that from his team. But I I, I personally think that that Celtic won that game. Again, Rangers uh, against Aberdeen, 
I, I disagree with Will in a bit. I, I don't think you go with, with muscle against muscle. Because Aberdeen are a big, strong, physical side with Considine and that at the back and they're strong. They, they, Fergus in the middle of the pitch that they've got, you know, whether it's Cosgrove, Hedges, they're big and strong. I think you go with ability, pace, mm. you know, imagination, creativity. So for me, I would have a Rebo and I, I would have Ruffin. You know, yeah, Morelos isn't the tallest, but he's strong. He draws defenders towards him, creates space. So I would go down that route. Um, and Rangers, I think, will just play their normal game with their full backs really high and wide. Mm. I don't really see Stephen. Why? Why should they have to change things around? They've, they've, they've been superb, and I can't see them kind of changing their system just to suit the physicality of Aberdeen. Yeah, I mean, William Aberdeen have had a bit of success at Ibrox in recent seasons, but this season there's been absolutely nothing to suggest Rangers look like like dropping points there. That must give you a bit of confidence. Yeah, but well. I, I disagree. I disagree with him because every every player I said I wanted in against Aberdeen usually said they're coming in right. So they're, they're, what what I was saying was quite they're quite physical. What I'm, what I've seen with Rangers this year, see the speed of the movement up front with our front boys. We'll move their defence. Morelos doesn't uh, sit on the uh, last man's shoulders. He he comes he comes looks for the ball and all other, all other uh, midfielders and but attacking players like defending. But we'll move them in about. There's no way they can sit in like the day. It's normal. We're, we're moving teams like Benfica, but like God, I mean, we could scored seven in Portugal. I kind of see you struggling against Aberdeen at Ibrox. You know what I mean? Time will tell. William, thank you very much. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. What about the big game tomorrow in the capital, Hibs against Celtic? Celtic fans, what are you thinking ahead of that? Good time to get your call in. We'll get travel, and you could be up next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy's here. Hugh Keevans is in the building as well, and they're waiting for you to get in touch. Scotland have. Kept us going and then some over the last week What a week it's been this time Last Friday we were all on such a high After qualifying for the Euros uh, We got brought back down to earth a little bit After the last couple of games I think that's safe to say But nevertheless a great achievement over the last week And now it's about how those players Get back to domestic football First up or one of the, the first up games tomorrow uh, Going to be Hibs against Celtic at Easter Road An absolute cracker We're all looking forward to that one uh, Let's get the thoughts of some Celtic fans on the line Laurie is calling in from Denison tonight Hi Laurie uh, Pano, good evening How's it going Laurie? Oh, yeah, I'm doing good I, I'll take my point this evening Go for it I remember uh, the last old firm game uh, Last season Was played between Christmas and New Year If I remember correctly Rangers won that game mm-hmm. And uh, I think they, they nosed themselves in front As a result of beating Celtic At Parkhead and after the break, uh, Neil Lennon embarked on a kind of an audacious strategy. He decided to go for broke, broke by pairing Lee Griffiths and odds on Edward up front. He unleashed the dogs of war, if you like, and Celtic never looked back. Now, Rangers at the moment are in the driver's seat. No question about that. They have certainly exceeded what I felt they were capable of doing. I never really saw this challenge coming. We do now have a serious challenge in our hands. In the past, I've been quite dismissive of Rangers' challenge. Now I realise uh, that there is a battle royal. Uh, I'm convinced of two things. That if he does, uh, as he did last season, unleash Griffiths and Edouard up front, the goals will come. However, uh, it's not just about scoring goals because uh, it would be remiss of me 
if I was to fail to acknowledge that we do have uh, defensive deficiencies. And I think what we have to do in January and the next transfer window, in my estimation, is buy a left-sided central defender because to me there's an imbalance at the back, whether they're playing a back three or a back four. You don't have a natural a natural left-sided central defender. Those are my points. The panel's thoughts. With regard to um, Edward and Griffiths, Laurie, Edward will be very interesting to watch him tomorrow because he scored two goals for the French under-21 team midweek. He hasn't looked interested at Celtic for a wee while now. And if he can't replicate the form for the French under-21s, why not? You know, is he flagging up the fact that he'd rather play somewhere else? With regard to Lee Griffiths... Just on that, Hugh, because I think it's an important factor this week. Is that where international football can be a benefit? You know, we started the show talking about will players be tired and, and how will they come back? But actually, if you've got a player who... Maybe just wasn't wasn't in great form, wasn't wasn't feeling great about himself. But he goes away and he scores twice for his country. Might Celtic reap the the benefits of that? Well, as I understand it, uh, Odson Edward equaled a scoring record for the French under twenty one yeah, team by getting those two goals. In ten games, I yeah. think. Uh, so, I'm back to my if not why not point about him at Easter Road. Uh, it should act as an incentive, Gordon. It should have lifted his confidence. Now Laurie and the other Celtic supporters have to see uh, if it's lifted his intensity because he's looked flat in the Celtic games. Even the ones that, like Motherwell, where he created a goal for Olivier and Sham, he still looks flat. So he'll be very important tomorrow to see how he is. Lee Griffiths, I think, uh, has now done enough to merit a start. Uh, And if Laurie's correct and... Neil Lennon fancies trying to repeat history by putting the two of them together, then let him go for it. But Laurie again makes a point, the salient point, that defensively this season, Rangers are the model of stability and solidity. Celtic are the model of uncertainty. And, and Laurie highlights the predicament there, Jim, because I'm sure... If you isolate it to the top end of the pitch Loads mm. of Celtic fans would like to see Lee Griffiths And Odson mm. Edward Like they did in that portion of last season But the problem is The three at the back mm. So far this season Hasn't looked like it's working mm. for Celtic So how do you do that? How, how do you how do you do mm. both at the same yeah, time? Yeah well the first thing is You have to say that Laurie was very magnanimous And you know Accepting the fact that he, he maybe was a wee bit overcritical Of uh, Rangers And uh, now looking at it as if it is A genuine challenge um, But I think that uh, you know, from Celtic's point of view, yeah. I mean, this, you know, people talk about the systems make the difference, but if you want two strikers, most teams now, most teams, whether they play three at the back to allow that to, um, you can, of course, you can play 4 4 2, you can play a diamond in midfield, you know, you can, there are different ways to play it, mm-hmm. but it would mean then someone else, like Elanusi, for instance, if you played with the two strikers, where would he play unless you played a 4 4 2? And he's the guy that's been scoring uh, the, the, the goals recently. Um, so, Listen, you know, options is there And, and I, I think it was just a couple of weeks ago That uh, Neil, Neil um, had said that He didn't really get the opportunity that much To have tried a Jetty And in, 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 a Yeti and, uh, and Edward together much So that's something that he might have in mind as well It might just not be Griffiths But listen, they've got those goal scorers I agree with you Gordon I think if, Regardless of whether Edward wants to stay or leave Scoring two goals 
matching or equaling the record that France will give him a higher profile. He'll want to continue that, and the best way to continue it is to score goals for Celtic. If he does that, he'll either be a hero at Celtic or he'll get his move. One way or the other, he won't lose. How do you do it then, Laurie? Because if you want, say tomorrow, for instance, Edward and Griffiths to start up front, I would imagine, I know you can always find ways around it, but I would imagine that means El Yunusi or Christie misses out. And I mean, they're. They've been Celtic's main men, have they not? I think they've got a lot of attacking uh, options, uh, Gordon. Uh, so you can pair them maybe any two or th- three, uh, and y- you know, in a middle uh, four uh, or five. No, everybody is going to be able to get game time. But I do feel it's vitally important that Griffiths and Edward are paired up front. Celtic now are in a situation whereby they've got to roll the dice. They've got to go for broke. Uh, they can't wait. Uh, for other teams to do them a favour and hope the Rangers slip up because Hugh made a point that I agree with entirely and that is that Rangers' defence has been formidable. Uh, so we've got to go up on a, a, a higher level now. Uh, this season, uh, of all seasons, if Celtic don't win the league this season, I think the repercussions uh, are going to be enormous financially. You've got over 50,000 season ticket holders. I'm not convinced that a lot of them will be enticed if they blow the 10. Um, never agree with Hugh entirely, Laurie. Even <laughs> if you think he's right, just pretend that you don't. It's it's good life advice. Um, Hibs, how much of a challenge actually are they to, to Celtic on paper, Jim? Because they started the season very well. They've had a lot of plaudits. They've got good players. They took points off Rangers. So mm. you get all that. If you put the spotlight a little bit closer, their league form, and I'm... I'm um, of course ignoring that good League Cup when they got against Dundee But the league form recently re- reads A defeat at Pataudry, um In the Scottish Cup, sorry Then a defeat to, to Hearts, of course, mm-hmm. the big one Beat Kilmarnock and then a draw with Ross County So they're maybe not at their sparkling best either No, that's the reason why I, I, I said earlier on I think Celtic have won I, I think that uh, they have, of course Kevin Nisbet's been a, a fantastic success um, Doidge up front is, is again is a real threat I think Boyle, as we know, can 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 cause any team problems. I just think that there's one or two players who are not playing quite at the same levels they were at the start of the season. Um, and, and listen, and Jack's very confident with his team. He's got great trust in them and great belief in them. And that's the reason why I think he will he will have a go against Celtic. I don't just see them camping in. And any team that has a go against Celtic, I think leaves the door open a little bit. I think when if they sat back and really try to stifle Celtic, that might might you know. Uh, give Celtic more problems But a team that has a go And I think they will have a go Particularly Easter Road I think that will open the door for Celtic uh, More creative players To find space And um, and that's the reason why I think they'll win the game Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Thank you to Laurie The phone lines are about to go red hot So if you want to play Beat the Pundit tonight Be quick 01419511025 You call in We toss the coin You play either Hugh Keevans or Jim Duffy And if you get more football questions right than they do The signed ball is yours It's that simple The lines do close at 7 o'clock though So you'll have to be quick Your chance to beat the pundit is up next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans is here Jim Duffy is alongside him And we are talking Scottish football All things Scottish football We are of course still got the international break Very much fresh in the minds But we're trying to turn our attentions as well And look ahead to this weekend It's going to be great to have the Premiership action 
Back So much time left To get your calls in 01419511025 Here until just before 8 So do that And we'll speak to you After these Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Like a bit of friendly competition On a Friday night Or any other night For that matter Beat the pundit is here Mick is in Cumbernauld tonight How's it going Mick? Good evening guys How you doing? Not bad at all You feeling confident Mick? Mm, I don't know I was the last time And Alex Ray beat me 3-2 Oh dear That's enough to dent Andy's confidence That is Let me tell you uh, At least mixed Quite open and honest Mix from Cumbernauld Last night's contestant Hugh was unwilling oh, to, to, Unwilling to tell yes. us Where he was from Although it was Paisley um, It sounded quite sinister I think he was just scared In case he got embarrassed But I'm sure that won't happen To Mick tonight Heads Mick You will play Hugh And tails It will be Jim Duffy And it is tails It's Jim Duffy Up against right. Mick From Cumbernauld So Let's give Jim Duffy Something else to listen to Maybe give you some Christmas tunes or something In his ear So that he can't hear us Mick 30 seconds on the clock You're head to head with Jim and you can pass That is all you need to know tonight You ready? Yeah, cheers Right, good man 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts now Name either side in action In the Scottish Championship tonight uh, Alloa which, which Scottish side are nicknamed the Bully Wee? Uh, Clyde Which company was the main shirt sponsor of Celtic When they won the treble in 2001? NTL Name either Premier League side To feature on an All or Nothing Amazon documentary Tottenham In what year did Motherwell Last win the Scottish Cup 91 Okay I wonder if producer Dan Just made those questions As long as possible To try and make life difficult For me tonight I'll need to pull them up About that later on Jim Duffy can you hear us Oh he was enjoying himself there I was singing I was singing I was singing what happens when you can play old songs when right. Okay <laughs> um, They'd be, they be new to Hugh though What was it? <laughs> uh, it was I'll Be There But the original one by the Jacksons uh, Hugh Jackson. thinks that's just out Right you ready Jim Same set of questions to you 30 <laughs> seconds Mariah on Katie the clock person. Right on you go mate Name either side in action In the Scottish Championship yeah, tonight Which Scottish side are nicknamed The Bully Wee Clyde Which company was the main shirt sponsor of Celtic When they won the treble in 2001 Oh, um, CR Smith Name either Premier League side to feature on an all or nothing Amazon documentary Man City In what year did Motherwell last win the Scottish Cup? 91 Who was the manager of Rangers when they beat Leon 3-0 in the Champions League? Uh, Walter Smith And where will the next Men's World Cup be held? Uh, the Men's World Cup will be Qatar Okay, okay Mick, how do you think that went? Well, he got through a few more questions than me, but I, I think the first question threw me. He got a couple more than you. Do you know what? I thought you did all right, Mick. They were long questions. I was trying to get through them as fast as possible. Name either side in action in the championship tonight. Them firmling up against Hearts. Uh, so you're right. He's done you on that one, and he goes 1 0 in front. I don't know who had the bigger advantage here I'm suspecting the former Clyde manager I mean Mick's <laughs> from Cumbernauld So yeah. I didn't feel quite so bad That Jim got the advantage there You both got it Clyde 2-1 uh, The Bully Wee Which company was the main shirt sponsor of Celtic When they won the treble in 2001 It was NTL And Mick got it Well done oh, to yeah. Mick Brilliant Mick You've equalised mm. Name either Premier League side To feature on an all or nothing On Amazon You had the choice of Man City or Spurs Tottenham. Both got it right in what year did Motherwell last win the Scottish Cup? 91 You both got it Ooh. right Here's the problem Mick It pays to be quick in this game Because Jim got two more questions 
And he got them both right Walter Smith was the manager of Rangers When they beat Leon 3-0 in the Champions League And the next Men's World Cup Will be held in Qatar I'll tell you what You got 4 out of 5 right Mick Which is some ratio That's good going But Jim Unfortunately too strong for you tonight A 6-4 for Jim Duffy Hardlines Mick Right, do you know? I, do you know? I thought when when I was going to be playing Jim Duffy, I thought any lower league questions he's going to, he's going to smash me. <laughs> no, you held your own. You got the Clyde one right. Unfortunately, he just answered the two mm. extra. Unlucky Mick. That was a good game. Yeah, well yeah. done, Mick. Good effort. Happy with that, Mick. In Cumbernauld, you'll need to come back for a third time, Mick. Uh, see if you can make it third time lucky. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That is the number you need. You can tweet us as well. Uh, you'll find us over there at Clyde SSB. Who shall we hear from next? We've got so we're actually spoiled for choice. If oh. I'm being honest, everyone who's anyone has done a press conference today. It seems, uh, and we are a bit spoiled for choice. Let's have a let's have a quick. Well, let's do it a, a bit more random than usual. You, you know, quite often I, I like to plan these things, yeah. um, but I think we'll just pick one right. Well, about Ryan Jack because he played for Scotland, and yeah. there's a, there's a relevance to the domestic game uh, this weekend. So Ryan Jack. Has been speaking today um, on Rangers press duty After being part of the post-Serbia celebrations He says he's, he'd love to achieve the same feeling at club level He says he's enjoyed the time with Scotland But now itching to get back on the Ibrox pitch um, Look, it was a great night As I said before, it was like one of the ones where Obviously we're away from home And we're against a, a top side And um, maybe a lot of people would have written us off And made us underdogs But um we just stuck to what we believed in and, and got, got the result. We got there in the hard way, but um, we got there in the end. And I think that feeling that you have, you want to, as a player, you want to have that as many times as you can throughout your career. Um, and it was a very special night. So going forward, hopefully, I've got more of that um, feeling to come. Yeah, I can't wait. I think, um, obviously, it's the same as when you kind of have an international and um, you kind of have to wait a while before you before you go back and... Um, and when it starts getting closer, then you start getting the itch for it and you can't wait to get back and, and play. It's the same at club level. I've been away from Rangers now for, for 10 days or more. So um, I've, been, I've been itching to get back and itching to play and get back into club level as well. So looking forward to it. Sunday will be a good match and um, I'm sure it's one that will be a good test. See, I'm going to ask this question a lot, I think, over the next couple of weeks, but I can't really get away from it, Hugh. Add Ryan Jack to that. Ryan Jack now comes back to his club, like many of them do, a player who's got his sights set on a major tournament Surely yeah. that can only be good for you Oh absolutely But here's the funny thing that's been going through my mind um, There is no winter shutdown this year Because we can't afford the time for it We're trying to squeeze in a season And a part of last season at the same time But As Ryan Jack said there He's been away for a while This two week break for international football Is as close as it's going to get To the winter shutdown scenario Now the Celtic fans have always relied on the fact that when Rangers come back after the winter shutdown, they come back looking like another team and not as good a team as the one who left for the winter shutdown. So how do Rangers re-engage with club football after this two-week break? I think that's the very interesting thing about their game with Aberdeen on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's a man who will be able to speak on a number of topics I'm sure Because we just heard from Ryan Jack Talking about Scotland and Rangers Peter is a Rangers fan and he wants to talk about Scotland How's it going Peter? Hiya guys, hi, first time caller Great to have you, what made you call tonight then? Uh, well, nobody's picked up on this uh, I watched the Israel game I've been in Scotland for 30 years I'm a big Scotland fan And England fan and Rangers fan But I love to, I love to see Scotland win But 
see on uh, nine minutes, Ryan Jack, uh, sorry, Ryan Christie had a through ball for Dykes mm-hmm. and never took it. That was an easy goal. And then on 55 minutes, you got Stephen O'Donnell. It shot. It was a good shot. It would have. It would have been a great goal. But he had a through ball for Lyndon Dykes again. That would have been two easy goals. Now that's see selfish. You're playing for a team. What's, what's your thoughts on that well, guy? So you think Scotland were too selfish in, in, in their attack in the last two games and that's why we, we lost them ultimately, yeah? Well, that, that was two goals. That's two easy goals. Mm. On, five, on nine minutes, Ryan Christie should have put that through ball. Mm. I certainly I remember yeah. the Stephen O'Donnell one. No, I remember clearer. the two of them. No, I remember, I remember both of them, as Peter said there. I remember quite clearly Ryan Christie picked it up. Dyke was actually pointing uh, forward to play the pass. The, the problem with that one, Peter, is that Ryan Christie took an extra touch As soon as he took the touch Dykes was offside So then he couldn't play the pass Or he would have been offside He then comes into his right foot Not his strongest foot uh, and, and, and he had a shot Went over the bar The Donald one I, I do think that I said to you, He just had his head down I, I don't I think he was in a If you want to call it An unfamiliar territory oh. as, a, as a full back A wing back And his head was down And I think he just thought I'm just going to hit this As hard as I can Try and get across the goalkeeper I do think if he's a, a little bit you know, gets his head up. He can play that pass across to Dykes, but I don't think it was anything to do with being selfish either, player. And I think if you look at the Ryan Christie goal, for instance, that they scored selfish. against Serbia, Wrong. then then you know, Callum McGregor plays a lovely reverse pass. He gets the ball tangled up in his feet. He just swivels and hits it. If you don't shoot, if he doesn't shoot there, if he's looking to play a pass, then you don't score the goal. So you, you can't just pick and choose, you know, that that little incident, you know, because if you do that. Then you'll never have players shooting because there's, there's invariably there's there's players in in better positions. But when the ball goes in the back of the net, no one questions it. When the ball doesn't get in the back of the net, for people like yourself will look and say, "Oh, why didn't he pass it?" That that that's right. the choice you make. It's a split second decision at the time. Right. It's not it's not to do with selfish. It's nothing to do with being selfish. Listen, you see all those players they're all jumping top of each other, celebrating. You know they're all they're all together. There's absolutely not a selfish streak in any of those players in that group. All right, I, I probably selfish was the wrong word to use. But see, when you're watching the game, like I watched the game, and that split second, if that through ball would have gone through on nine minutes mm. for Dykes, you know, it's. But I think to be right. fair, Peter, you, you live in a kind of simplistic world for me. That was an easy goal. It's international football. I don't think there's any such thing as easy goals. You know, the, the chances fell. O'Donnell uh, later in the game has a chance which he takes on rather than pick out Dykes again and, and the goalkeepers had to make a, a decent save there's a header that falls to Declan Gallagher and you think oh mm-hmm. uh, and that goes over the bar with Declan Gallagher who has been outstanding but it, it was a better chance and he made it look uh, and so on and so forth as I say well, Lee Griffiths choked one right yeah. at the end again, which he never does. You, yeah. know, you see Lee Griffiths all the time, but that, I mean, absolutely, you would have put your money on it. The space he come down to his left foot, he just missed it. It's, it's an error. It happens at all levels. It, but in these levels, uh, Peter, it's highlighted in these type of games. I agree with the first one if he ta- if he plays it earlier, but I just think it, as I said, it's just a, it's just a, you know, a, the, the wrong choice. Um, as I said, and I think that uh, it is something we have to improve upon. And I think Stevie Clarts oh. stated that we have to improve on decision making in the final third because we don't score enough goals. If yeah. we go a goal down, yeah. we're bang in trouble. Yeah.
so you know, but as there are no easy goals, there are no easy solutions either. Um, you know, we hope that Griffiths could do it, but then the preferred system that Steve Clark has favours Lyndon Dykes. Um, McBurney, fifteen games now, no goals. We hope it turns, but no guarantees. Oliver Burke. You know, I read an amazing stat that Oliver Burke's only started 45 professional football matches. 45! And he's been in Germany, he's been at Celtic. England. Yeah. uh, um, So, there are no easy goals, and at the moment there are no easy Mm. solutions to our problem about scoring enough goals. Peter, is that the thing that's maybe... Burst some people's bubble since last Friday Because last Friday this show was like nothing I've ever heard The whole country had come together We were flying People were still on a high from the night before But since then um, Quite a few people are getting in touch to point out That we need to become a lot more clinical in the final third I think, uh, yeah, yeah I think that's uh, Stevie Clark's got it bang on You know, defensive He's, he's got it bang on he's, he's a brilliant manager But we need When we go to the Euros We need Four or five strikers going there. Top strikers, well, the best we've got strikers. But honestly, I think we missed Ryan Fraser. Well, you can't, you know, he's injured and couldn't play, so that's that. And Ryan Christie, I mean, incredible to think if Ryan Fraser had been fit, would Ryan Christie have started the game? He was our, our main man. Um, certainly against Serbia and, and played well in the other yeah. two as well. And players who are not there always become far better <laughs> players than they, they were. Is Ryan Fraser scored an international goal? Yeah, he scored in the last one, remember. Um, Czech Republic at oh, home. Oh, he did, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But I think, I think he's certainly not a prolific goal scorer. He's not played sure. that many times, believe it or not, given the, the yeah. level he's been playing at. Um, funnily enough, just one of the names that you mentioned there. Let's hear from Stephen Robinson. He hopes the carrot of a place in Scotland squad for the Euros will help Stephen O'Donnell. And Declan Gallagher kick on to another level He says he's not surprised with the attention the players got Especially after Gallagher's performance against Mitrovic I just, We're delighted to see all our, our boys I think it's a pinnacle of anybody's career As I say, I'm absolutely delighted with them we, We're hoping that we have the, the benefit of that They come back with that confidence And that drive Because there's no guarantees, as I said That they're going to be in the, the Euro squad That'll be for Steve to pick So they have to make sure they first and foremost Stay in the Motherwell team And produce the same level of performances That they, they produced for Scotland Throughout the next five months to make sure they're in that, so hopefully we benefit from that. But yeah, you know, if players do well, they get interest. We're a team that move players on all the time. You know, there's a massive turnover of players, so we'll worry about that when it comes. I'm not surprised with the attention that, you know, especially Declan's getting. You know, his performance against Mitrovic was was top class. So that's a, a credit to him, and he has to keep doing that. Now, you know, not rest on your laurels, and and that's what both of them have to do. We've given them a platform to play football. It's it's up to other people to come and take them off us. It certainly won't be us marking them anywhere. So it's you know while they're here, we'll be we'll be using them to full benefit. And as it stands, no one's come anywhere near us for that. And and long may that continue. I'm looking forward to this new narrative that we're going to have, Hugh, between oh. now in June because every Saturday every Sunday every midweek of course we're talking about who wins who loses does that put managers under pressure what does it do for the for the league table but now we've got that massive carrot at the end of it yeah. all for a number of players who's in form who's not who's coming from nowhere who's hitting form just at the right time all with a, a view to next summer I'm going to start using their Club nicknames now Decky Decky was very good uh, I don't know how long Decky's contract Has to run At Fir Park It's nearly done Well that would be my concern If I were Stephen Robinson Because uh, Decky has done enough In these international matches To have attracted interest 
So Motherwell will have to accept the double-edged sword that it will have improved Declan Gallagher immensely and sent his confidence soaring, but it will also intensify the interest in getting Declan Gallagher away from Fir Park. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you look, um, he's the guy that's um, in the team, someone like Scott McKenna, who's, you know, went for, what, for roughly £3 million or whatever, I'm saying he isn't in the team. So it shows you the value. You know, it is a little bit strange when you look and think you've got two Motherwell players flanked by players from Manchester United and Arsenal. What's strange and about Scott that? McTominay <laughs> and, uh, and Kieran Tierney. But, you know, listen, then you've got Andy Roberts on the left-hand side, you know, Liverpool, you know, so it's it's brilliant for them. But but there must be, listen, it's only natural you have a sense of ambition. Oh. You're playing at that level, you're playing with these guys, and you're not looking at a place, as, as Stephen Robinson said, he's playing against Mitrovic, a, a Premier League striker. He's handling that, you know, handling that really well. So he's shown he can play against those type of guys. If he can keep that consistency going, um, yeah, he will have uh, opportunities. I think particularly as a centre back, and you look at your age and all these kind of things, do then an experience that there's no doubt that he can he can go another level at least, um, you know. And as I said, but that is as you said, that benefit Motherwell and Stephen Robinson is going to be hoping that because certainly in the in the short to medium. Mother will benefit In the long term I think It might not be the case David is a Celtic fan From Port Glasgow He dialed us on 0141 951 1025 And we're going to speak to him As well as giving you A full time teaser next 0141 951 1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevans are here We're here until 8 o'clock So plenty of time to get your calls in On the usual number Or if you'd rather tweet You can find us at Clyde SSB Raymond Dennis has sent me one of my favourite tweets We've ever received And I'm actually just going to sit on it Until tomorrow Because Mark Wilson will be in here tomorrow At which time I'm going to town on this Or we'll be revealed Join us tomorrow afternoon Um, Right I've got a full time teaser Just before we bring David in Port Glasgow in Remember full time teaser The way it works You send the questions to us And the pundits put their tiny little minds together And try and come up with the answers You're only looking for six tonight Surely you can do this Thanks to Tony and Hamilton for sending it in Full time at Clyde1.com That's the address If you want to hear your question on the show If you think you've got the, the knowledge to stump the pundits Full time at Clyde1.com So, since 86 Name the six players who've gone to the World Cup with Scotland Whilst playing their club football abroad I'll take one from John Collins Yes, with Monaco Well done, I'll take one from you, Hugh Eric Black? No um, Alan McAnally? Yes, okay, we'll leave it there Because you're only looking for six And you've got until the end of the show You can play along at home since 1986 Six players have gone to the World Cup with Scotland Whilst playing their club football abroad John Collins at Monaco, 98 Alan McAnally, Bayern Munich, 1990 Let's leave it there for now Let's bring in David, who's a Celtic fan in Port Glasgow What's on your mind tonight, David? How you doing, chaps, alright? Yeah, all good, all good What have you got for us? It's just a bit, it's again touching on what happened last week there with the national team. Um, I know a lot of people see it as a distraction or an interruption, but for me, I, I see it the other way about. Um, see the, the unity that having the international games during the week, it was welcome for me. Um, I mean, I know club football, people tend to kind of sway towards that, but for me, that's an interruption. I, I like nation, I like na- a bit of nationalism. I like um, 
having everybody together. It's good to see everybody supporting both sides, regardless of where they're from or what kind of religion or race and what that. It's good to have a wee bit of unity. As, as a great Christopher Hitchens says, you know, religion is probably one of the biggest causes of problems in the world. Um, so for me, international football is a welcome break and it was great to be able to cheer along with your friends, your, your family and speak about the game with others who... You know, you don't need to worry about what you're saying, sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, it was Hugh. I know it end. We we we're a little bit uncomfortable at being positive. So the last couple of nights, there's been a lot, you know, about uh-huh. the, the way the last two games went, and and they were poor, and, and there is room for improvement. But but over the piece, what we experienced Thursday night, Friday, Saturday into Sunday, I'll live with me forever. I think that extended onto the park as well because you've heard Ryan Jack speak about. The relationship he has with uh, Callum McGregor One at Celtic, one at Rangers And together they did terrific work for Scotland uh, So that's something that Stevie Clark can rely upon in the future However, where I would take issue with David slightly Is that you can't call club football an interruption Club football is what mm. pays for everything um, And club football is what we hope Will one day get people back inside football grounds So Yep, it's lovely being idealistic and you know everyone's shared in the country's success. But club football, David <laughs> I don't think David's dismissing club football. But he, I think, but he described it as an interruption. Yeah, I, I think what well, it's the start contrast this time, Jim. It's this time usually as soon as the international break starts, you think, Oh right, hurry up before so we can get back to club football. Whereas this one felt different, obviously. Yeah, it was different because we qualified for the first major tournament in over twenty years. So therefore the, the, the there was you know, the, the there was excitement about it, you know, and that that helps. There's no doubt about that. Because invariably over the last umpteen years we've been doing the programme, everyone's just desperate to get back to domestic football again because, you know, we've been so poor internationally. This time around, there was a there was a, a sense of achievement, and you know we wanted to enjoy it, which we have done. But uh, you know, listen, the, you know, the, we we see this all the time. <laughs> many many years ago, we used to think when you see uh, international players and 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 even going back right all the way back to to the sixties, that these a lot of these players that played particularly for the old firm were really good friends, socialised together, and we used to think, oh, that'll make a difference oh. when it comes to him. It doesn't. It doesn't. So whether Ryan Jack's celebrating with Ryan Christie or Callum McGregor, or whether he's celebrating, uh, you know, with um, the Andy Considine or whatever happens to be Aberdeen this weekend. You know, players will still be rivals when it comes to the matches. That and they will still be have, have as much you know desire to get one over than their, te- the, the, their opposition. But when it comes to international football, yeah, there is that camaraderie, there is that togetherness, and that's the way it should be. And that's one of the main positives that Stevie Clark has instilled into his players is that togetherness. There's no doubt about that. Uh, funnily enough Neil Lennon Although we, we spoke about Ryan Christie earlier More generally He says The full squad Are in a buoyant mood After returning From international duty With no coronavirus Or injury issues um, You know It's not just The Scotland players He says It's been night and day From last month He hopes it gives them A good foundation uh, To build on Hang on the line David Yes thankfully uh, With no uh, fresh injuries From the Internationals Which is great Nice surprise Um they're all buoyant, you know, everyone had a touch of success while they were away. So we're, we're really pleased to have them all back and, you know, in good spirits. I mean, it, it's night and day, you know, from what we experienced uh, last month. So, you know, hopefully we can carry that positivity on. Um, we finished the the break, or before the break, with a, 
really good performance and a, and a good win. And, you know, we're very much hoping we can pick up where we left off. Won't be easy. Um, but I think it's important now we settle down. They don't have any international duties now for quite a while and they can concentrate on the what we have to do. We have a bit of work to do, obviously, in the league and in some of the other competitions as well. And it's a great challenge for us now. It does feel like quite a long time, David, since we played domestic football. As a Celtic fan, what has that break done for you with regards how you see Celtic at the moment and how confident you are picking back up on the domestic football? Uh, I'm quite confident obviously the players will all, they'll all come back and they'll, they'll be on a high from obviously from a Scotland point of view you'll have Christie and McGregor they'll, they'll be absolutely buzzing at the moment but I think uh, it's, uh, it was definitely a welcome break for club football for me um, obviously you've got your minority of folks who they'll look, look for the negatives I mean I've even speaking to a few guys I know and they were talking about Scotland before the week. I said, you watching the Scotland game at night? And it was, no, if they were playing in my back garden, I wouldn't watch them. I would rather watch England. Or I would rather watch Ireland. I mean, these guys could probably be doing me sitting down reading a couple of history books. But for by that, it's great. It's great to see, obviously, all the Scottish boys doing well. Um, regardless, even the big boy for Motherwell done well. I don't know, you've got the other boy at centre-half. All these guys will all be flying and... Hopefully that rubs off onto the club football and you see a wee bit better a standard and a wee bit of a lift from the teams. Well, I mean, Hugh, on Celtic's position, it was hugely important they went into the break with a good result. Oh. They, they beat Motherwell 4-1, obviously, um, because before that, we all know what happened, don't we? Sparta-Prague, um, Aberdeen result was decent, but then Lille, Pataudry, Milan, yeah. Rangers. But how do you think Neil Lennon spent his... Is international break because I'm, I'm pretty sure he doesn't think that, that the win against Motherwell means everything is no everything's rosy. I, I think Neil will understand that he goes to Easter Road on Saturday in exactly the same position in which he went to Fir Park to play Motherwell because there's no margin for error. Uh, he cannot afford to drop any more points while Rangers look at the moment as if. They will not drop any points Because of the defensive stability And because of the number of goals that they're scoring And from a variety of players The pressure is on Celtic Tomorrow at Easter Road Uh, And we've had the champagne And the caviar In Serbia And we've enjoyed every bit of it And if I see that woman from Bakra Anymore on the television (laughs) I don't know what I'll do But Tomorrow Bread and butter And Celtic have to get all three points At Easter Road Or come five o'clock on this programme tomorrow night The phones will be ringing off the hook Yeah, I mean you can't disagree with you I mean, uh, yeah, perfect it's analogy It's to try though Yeah, perfect analogy though It's bread and butter and that, that's, that's what you've got to do You've got to roll your sleeves up now And get the job done uh, And it's all about three points for Celtic tomorrow Away to, to, to Hibernian uh, As I say, it will be a, a, a difficult game But I was at the last game against Motherwell and although there was patches in that game where Motherwell you know, posed a threat Celtic were clinical in their finishing and went away and mm-hmm. had a comprehensive win against a, a, a team playing well uh, in confidence and having those international players we've just mentioned they're playing at a very good level so you know again I, I, I believe Celtic will get all three points and then it's up to Rangers who again notoriously difficult game I don't think this will be as easy a game as a lot of people yeah. think, you know, because of Rangers form, I almost think Alison, this is a gimme. Ibrox, absolutely not. Aberdeen are a different proposition from mm-hmm. early on in the season. They will make it tough, but Rangers still should have enough quality. So, so do, you, 
do you think the break came at a good time for Celtic then? Because it, did it take away that? I mean, before it, you, it was every three days or you know every four days where the focus goes right back onto Neil Lennon. The focus goes right back onto Shane Duffy. Right, mm-hmm. is he in the team? Is he out the team? Is it Bain? Is it Barkas? Is Edouard going to be in form? And that was happening every every four days, like I say, every three or yeah. four days. Do you think the break maybe just allowed time for I don't know everyone to calm down, bit of reflection, and guys to go away and maybe get a bit of confidence elsewhere? It will have come at a good time if Celtic win at Easter Road. It will be up for discussion if they don't win at Easter Road. I I have to think that they go to Easter Road in exactly the same position mm-hmm. as they did when they went to Motherwell. Win or else Yeah of course they do And I get that Jim But what I mean is They went to Fur Park Just days after having mm. played And everything was just so intense You know maybe just Change, change Yeah but obviously Lost Hegel against Sparta Pride And that brought a lot of tension A lot of negativity Even the manager himself You know Had, had, had some views on it And you know But they, they You know Again As I said Domestically They've, they've, they've been doing well You know there's been Of course there's been the odd Little blip that they lost A couple of late goals uh, Sorry a late late Equaliser against Aberdeen In the Rangers game But generally speaking You know Celtic have managed To to, to get the job done mm. And get it done Comprehensively More often than not So I think that um, Again I think that That little, little Recharge of batteries I yeah. think I think I think if you even Just listen to Neil Lennon's interview uh, Interview He sounds more Enthusiastic He's yeah. maybe made a couple of days Just to just to take a couple of breaths and get ready for the challenge ahead. Good man, David. Thanks for calling us tonight. Let's bring in John from Edinburgh. How's it going, John? Yeah, I'm all good. How are you? I hope you're all well. No bad. What's your yeah. point tonight? I'm a point. I just really want to pick pick up on something Hugh mentioned earlier about Edward, mm-hmm. uh, his form, and is it because he wants away or is he being sulky? I think there's a couple of mitigating factors, if indeed that is his opinion. And why does he play better for France than he did for Spain? For Celtic, there's a number of reasons for that. There's a thought he might have known. When he plays for France, he's played with that team all through his career. He's come up through the PSG Academy. He's come up through the French Academy with his players. They all speak the same language and they have a style that suits him. Compare that to what's happened at Celtic this season. Neil Lennon, I don't think, has played the same 11 as a result of injuries. The serious players as well, if you look at it, first team players, COVID as an issue, and the team haven't played well. So I think it, to say that he's, he wants off, I think it's, the comparisons are actually a bit odious and a bit cheap. And I think what we shouldn't do to a young man who's actually had COVID, he's not just been isolated, he's actually had it, cut the guy a bit of slack. We should, have play, we should actually be thanking players like that to play in our league because they're not going to have them for long. I used to love it. I'm a Celtic fan. I used to love it when Loudrop and Gascoigne played. Fantastic football players. Loudrop probably the second best foreigner ever to play in the country. We should we should actually support these players when they're going through a difficult time. Who's, who's, who's the best, John? Oh, clearly I need to answer that. <laughs> we can't own that can of worms at 20 to 8. What a debate that is. We could do six weeks on it, I think. I'll try not, to be, I'll try not to be odious in my reply, uh, John, but he's been here a while. His English is just fine. Uh, he's been at Celtic in the in the best of times, so he's not being asked to do anything now that he hasn't been asked to do before. Um, I'll also give you the example of Musa Dembele. When Musa thought the time was right, Musa's bottom lip started trembling as well to the extent that Brendan Rodgers had to take him off the training field and arrange for him to be sold immediately after. So. He has looked flat, Odson Edward, 
His form for France midweek Excellent, two goals uh, And now Neil Lennon is the first to ask That Odson Edward display that kind of form In a Celtic jersey once again Are we quick to jump to that though? Because the beauty of it is I don't know if you're wrong because And, and I'm sure you would admit that as well You're not inside Odson Edward's head But it's something that comes with being a good player If, if there's a, an average player who his form dips even below that He's just out of form But when it's a good player Who's then attracted attention Once his form dips It's because he wants a way mm. is, is that not a bit easy? I think uh, And Jim Duffy I'm sure would come down the road With me on this one You can You can see it a mile off um, When they, they They have that Far away look in the eye This is not just a good but again, player Again I mean Let's, let's, l- let's think about what we're saying here no. You think Odson Edward Has a far away look in his eye I, I think he has The, the look good of is someone your eyesight? Who, who is uncertain Of whether he wants to be here or not And He's not just a good player He's an extraordinary player And Celtic are getting Nothing approaching The extraordinary from him At the moment John Yeah look Nobody is disagreeing With you in the sense that uh, Austin Edward isn't hitting the, the heights that he has hit. But going back to the point I made, which you're kind of glossing over, he's playing with a team that's underperforming, partly down to injury, partly down to COVID. It's not an excuse, it's just a simple fact. Now, with regard to his English, I've seen his English, it's not brilliant. And I, I think to come out with sort of glib comments about bottom lips from him, barely, it's, it's a wee bit, you know, cheap, is it not? What's cheap? You keep accusing me of being odious and cheap. Tell me what's odious and cheap about Dembele. I'm giving you a factual account of what took place. His behaviour was so disturbing for Brendan Rodgers, he ordered him from the training field and then Celtic sold him immediately. Yeah, in the last minute of the window. I don't know if that was down to a bottom lip that she referred to. I think that was done without a doubt. Dembele had been tapped up and they wanted off. Now, I don't know if that's happened. Ah, no, 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 no. You accuse me of being odious. I have to accuse you of uh, making a statement there that you cannot possibly substantiate. Who tapped him up? Uh, Jim, we're a bit short Mm -hmm. on time, I must say. Um, Give us your thoughts quickly. Listen, Edward trains with Celtic every single day. He has done. He was the player of the year last year. A men's player. He's all for him. Absolutely, he's awful, and that could be for a number of reasons. It could be that he's just lost form, like all players do. Could be that his head's, you know, somewhere else, and he quite fancies a move. Who knows? Or it didn't happen for him. Uh, there's a number of reasons it might not be the systems entirely suiting him at this moment in time. There, there could be a variety of reasons we don't know 100. Mm. percent But the bottom line is, even Neil Lennon has stated that he has to have a heart to heart with him to try and get him back to the level that he's capable of playing. Right, John. Final word quickly. On you go. Look, I think we're probably all saying the same thing. He's not playing as well. There could be a whole bunch of reasons. I just don't think it's because he's in a half and he might be wanting to go. We should revel in players like this. Okay, John and Edinburgh, thank you very much. Right quickly on the teaser, have you got uh, any more? I must, I must give you this one. If I don't get this yeah. one out, my friend, Herr McLeod of Borussia Dortmund. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Italia 90. Jim, I'll take one yeah, from you. Mo Johnson? No. Because um, obviously Murdo was down there. Um, Jim Bet. No. Okay, three down, three to get. We'll get them next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Kevens and Jim Duffy are here. It's the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, which means you're trying to answer the full time teaser. Now, this was sent in by Tony in Hamilton tonight, and I think we've stumbled across a bit of a, a steward's inquiry, if you like. The question was since 1986. Name the six players who've gone to the World Cup with Scotland 
Whilst playing their club football abroad Now in fairness to Tony Because he's researched it And he went Well to, to an extent And went on If you go on The ever reliable Wikipedia page <laughs> For the 1986 World Cup And the squads It's got Graham Souness Listed as a Sampdoria player But by the time That World Cup came around In the summer no, He would have been at Rangers By then Was Rangers. it April? Yeah. yeah, he came here because I was at Dundee at that time. We played the very famous game of beating the Hearts in the last game of the season, and then Celtic won the league. And he was definitely the Rangers manager. And that at, was at least, that was the spring month, of '86. At least a month okay. before he that, he famously walked into yep. the dressing room at Ibrox that mm-hmm. day and said, "So Celtic have won the league. What's that got to do with us?" Mm-hmm. He learned after that. <laughs> that's fine. You can blame Wikipedia. Anyway, Graham Souness. That's one. Yeah, I mean that's one of the six. It doesn't count, so we're down to five. I and, think. Uh, I think it was was Mark McGee one. No, no, Mark. No, played there as well. Um, I think eighty six. So begins back as far as that. Yep, one in eighty six, and one more recently. More recently being ninety eight. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much. Um, and it, I'm trying to think. Um, I know you try to think of the teams that were. Supplied the players then Right about that time Like Dundee United Did a few players didn't he But they The only one I know That played abroad Was it Was it Well David Dodge Ralph mm, Milne no no no? no 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 Can't think In the shows Anything nah, You've got time You've got mm. time to get you to give us a clue uh, Dunfermline against Hearts tonight, tonight In the yeah. championship Neither side have lost A game yet mm. Um Big game already in the championship and there's a long yeah. way to go but not as long as there would otherwise be because yeah, it's, a, it's a reduced yeah. season so I'm sure um, both teams want to try and strike that early blow Yeah, well I mean obviously it's a, a massive match um, for both teams Dunfermline have started well scoring goals as, as you would look at their squad you, you think yeah there's plenty of goals in there uh, actually um, Dumbarton played them in the first game of the, the Betfred and you could see the strength in the squad that night, and I thought that they would they would do well in that division. But Hearts have got to win that. It's as simple as that. They've got to win that championship and get themselves back to the Premier League at the first time of asking. Um, I think it'll be a, a really entertaining game tonight. But you've got, looking, you've got to fancy Hearts, and you've got to fancy Hearts just to maybe nick it. They're looking. They've got momentum on their side. Mm-hmm. They're a month away from a Scottish Cup final against Celtic. They want to keep it going, mm-hmm. keep the mood positive. Um, mm. I, I must say At the risk of Having Stephen Mill Chase me from the building I fancy heart time Strong teams uh, Strong lineup certainly Owen Fawn Williams And goal for them Firm I think Maybe three at the back Josh Edwards Ewan Murray Paul Watson Stephen Whitaker Just in front of them The likes of, of Ryan Dow Lewis Mayo Kai Kennedy So Some of you Rangers fans Will be interested mm. in their performances Kyle Turner uh, And Dom Thomas Maybe just off Declan McManus As for Hearts, Craig Gordon away with the Scotland squad, a back four of Michael Smith, Craig Halkett, Mihai Popescu and Stephen Kingsley. Andy Halliday, fresh from being in here the other night alongside Ollie Lee. Uh, then Elliot Freer, Stephen Naismith, Craig Whiten, all supporting Liam Boyce. How many internationals in a, in a championship? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's, it just shows you, you know, how big a club Hearts are. Um, you know, but uh, I think it's you it and Murray's got about, about seven goals already yeah. or something like that. From centre the, back. Centre back, yeah. Centre back from Dunfermline. So, yeah, they're, they're scoring goals. And Hearts are notoriously strong defensively, so yeah, there'll be a real, a real uh, competition there. But yeah, you look right through that Hearts squad: Naismith, Boyce, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and Stephen Naismith might still be one of these ones. I was that just going to ask you, be, as you mentioned earlier on. I know it's a championship, but if he can get his form up, he, he is still a terrific player, and obviously he's got to stay fit and healthy. But uh, yeah, still a very, a very if, talented if, player. With the greatest respect to your hometown club, 
If Stevie Clark has no problem whatsoever in putting Decky and uh, Stephen O'Donnell in, you know, from... not going for his nickname, no. I, I don't know it. What is it? I think Sod. I think. I think they go for the initials. Oh, I'll leave that one out. Yeah, it's exactly. all the same to you. Mm. Um, so if he, if Stevie Clark's got no problem with putting Motherwell players into his team two at a time, he'll have no problem with a proven international mm. at, at a big club yeah. like Hart. Yeah, I wonder if that. You know, you look at the obvious things Stephen Naismith might have in his favour, Jim, because so much can change. But say June rolls around and Shanklin's not really firing, and Nisbet's not really done enough to force himself in, and, and Patterson and McBurney are maybe kind of toiling. And Naismith had a very good season, yes, in the Championship. Mm-hmm. But look at all the caps and goals he's yeah. got previously. I, I wonder if he he, he still has a, a decent yeah, chance. And, and did he not work with Stevie Clark as he's, well? He scored under Stevie. not at Kilmarnock, but he's he's scored Scotland. under Stevie Clark for yeah. Scotland. Yeah. But he's worked with him, and and I think that he, listen, he's an adaptable player as well. He can play right up top. He can play just off. He can play slightly wider, not not as a winger, but he, he he's got experience. He's got knowledge. He's got a good football brain. Um, you know, listen, he could be a really healthy addition to the squad further down the line. Listen, it, it, it will be, um, you know, a, a, a un, unlikely, an unlikely guy, but nevertheless, he is a top pro. And I think you want to be surrounded by as many of these guys as possible who, you know, have got good experience. So there's a, there's a chance, a slim chance, but there is a chance. Uh, yeah, that's going to be the reality for. All the players I think Up and down the country Between now and then uh, Hugh what else Have we not covered off For tomorrow uh, Well it'll be hard To take your eye off uh, Easter Road I know we've gone through it Chapter and verse But uh, about Hamilton Having to try and get well, Over that put, 8 nothing thrashing know, The last Bri- game Hugh Brian Rice For me Has the hardest job In that division mm-hmm. Bar none uh, And He's got two bad defeats In the Betfred Against uh, Annan and Stranraer He's got the fans On his case uh, he's had that 8-0 caning from Rangers I, I feel for him uh, I just think it's going to be one long hard season for Brian Rice Right, this Graham Soonest thing's annoying me <laughs> Right, and I'm blaming you two Because right. you two should remember I, I, I wasn't yeah, even born, born I wasn't yeah, close to born But I, I feel like I remember Was Graham Soonest's Rangers debut Not the game at Easter, Easter Road, Road yeah. And he got sent off Yeah, against the tackle on George McCluskey If you call it a tackle And the date of that fixture was 9th of August 86 so Which would be after the World Cup Perhaps he was As we say in uh, Partick Oscillating between Was he perhaps announced maybe, by Rangers yeah, before then? Yeah he was well, Maybe he was a manager but didn't play Maybe because he was a player manager Maybe he came in towards the end of Fred the Rangers season fans, And didn't play And then decided us. after pre-season I'm going to play this season <clears throat> Is that how it went? I'm I not sure I, I, Listen it's uh, over 30 years ago So I think they were, <laughs> e- Even with the best one in the world But I know that uh, I'm 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 convinced He was the Rangers manager Because I said uh, I was playing At Dundee at that time So I'm sure he was uh, He was there But anyway We've still got two players To get in me Yes you do um, Yeah Even if we leave Soonest mm-hmm. in So you need to give us a clue I think But a lot of people Have gone for So like Matthew Breckenridge Milo Lorimer are on Going for Paul Lambert But again he was at Celtic uh, By that yeah. point um, Certainly <laughs> according to to um, Tony's research oh, can't No Can't even think uh, Let's start with the 98 So remember player. it's Since 86 Name the six players Who've gone to the World Cup With Scotland Whilst playing their club football Abroad I mean Souness is on the list Despite this um, Stewards inquiry um, You've got Murdo McLeod Alan McInally John Collins So you've got two to get One from 86 And one from 98 
Um, right, clue is okay. Right, the one in 90... Aberdeen? Yes. Uh, do you get... No. The 98 one was playing in the Netherlands at the time. That's the one. God, I can't... It's one of the ones that's... For Utrecht. No, I can see no one of the ones you think was, so was it McKinnon, was it? No. No. I've just got one of the Aber- Aberdeen players playing, but I just can't think of which which one it was. He's nah, also managed oh managing Glasgow City. Oh it's Scott Booth. Scott okay. Booth. Yeah. Right, nineteen eighty six, this guy. He was only with Barcelona. Oh, Stevie Archibald Stevie Archibald There we go We got there in the end Thank you Jim Duffy And Hugh Keevens What a week it's been for Scotland But tomorrow domestic football Is back And we cannot wait Two o'clock We'll be here Bringing you all the action From what's sure to be A busy Saturday afternoon So make sure you join us Up next He's poised and ready To enter the studio Mr George Bowie GBX Fridays are here